<clears throat> I just assume the choir sing again. <laughs> thank you, choir. Thank you for your faithfulness to the Lord and to the church. Appreciate it so much. Uh, pastor's away, as we know. When the pastor's away, the cats play. So, he needs this time away. And I'm grateful he can get away with the family and have a time of enjoyment. Uh, <clears throat> take your Bibles and turn to the Gospel of Mark chapter number 12. We've got a long way to go today. Why does God love me? I had that question asked me, asked of me, not too long ago. <clears throat> Aging's a funny thing, isn't it? We're all getting older. You know you're getting older when everyone else is laughing and you ask, what did they say? And I'm guilty of that. But three things I want to share with you in the beginning related to love. As you study your Bible, you discover that the Bible says a lot about love. There's the value of love. In Mark chapter number 12, verses 30 and 31. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. Verse 31 says, And the second is like, namely this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. So God's great command is, Love God, and love your neighbor, or love people. So the greatest gifts that we find in the Word of God are connected to love. The Corinthian believers uh, desired spiritual gifts. Uh, and the Apostle Paul commended them for desiring such spiritual gifts. Uh, and he talks about that in 1 Corinthians chapter number 12... Uh, Verse number 31, where it says, uh, Yet I show unto you a more excellent way. Then he talks on what we call the love chapter in 1 Corinthians chapter number 13. And he talks about this value of love. Where it says, Though I speak with the tongues of men... And of angels, and have not charity or love, I'm become as sounding brass and tinkling cymbals. Verse 2 says, And though I have the gift of prophecy, foretelling what God has told, and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, and have not love, I am nothing. <clears throat> Verse number one of that chapter speaks 
of love as it comes from the heart. Verse number two speaks of love that comes from the mind as an act of intellect. I feel like probably maybe that's some of the problems today in our churches. Maybe they do have somewhat of a knowledge and somewhat of the truth that is in the Bible, but they lack that love. Love your neighbor as yourself. And we're going to get into something in just a minute. Just hold on. We're going somewhere. There's the virtue of love. Come second here. In 1 Corinthians 13 and 3, it says, And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not love, it profiteth me nothing. So this love is an act of the will. Love involves the heart, the mind, and the will. It's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. You'll notice there in verse number one, there's the love of the heart. Verse number two, the love of the mind. And then there's the love of the will in verse number three. And then that brings us to the victory of love in 1 Corinthians 13 and 13. And now, about a faith, hope, and charity, or love, but the greatest of these is charity, or love. So, love is greater than faith. Love is greater than faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. How can love be greater than faith? When we're saved by grace through faith. How can love be greater than faith? When, just, when the just shall live by faith. What is faith? Faith is substance of things hoped for. Evidence of things not yet seen. If you see it, it's not faith. Do you know one day that we're going to bid farewell to faith? Yes, we're not going to need faith. Uh, our faith will become sight. Uh, and uh, we won't need faith anymore. Uh, thank God for that moment of time. Uh, Paul says, uh, love is greater than hope. Hope comes from a Greek word which simply means... Uh, Anticipation of something good. That's our hope this morning. We have a good hope. We have a lively hope. We have a blessed hope. Our hope tells us that the best is yet to come. Hope tells us we have a hold on something that is bigger than we can even comprehend in our minds in this walk of life. What is that hope? But did you know one day hope will come to an end? We won't need faith. We won't need hope. Uh, we'll bid farewell to hope because uh, our hope will become substance. Uh, 
We'll see Him that we have talked about and read about and prayed to. He's going to become a reality. We're going to see Him. We're going to see, we're going to see personally this place that He's prepared for us. We've got a hope of heaven. We've got a hope that one day we're going to have a body that's going to be pain free. One day we're going to have a body that's not going to hurt. Not going to go, not going to age. We're going to have a body lacking under the Son of God. That is our hope. That is our hope. Paul said, Faith, hope, and charity, but the greatest is love. So the greatest gift of spiritual growth is connected to love. So the Christian life is a continual process of growth and development. I must admit, after 51 plus years of studying, I'm glad that I know more now than I did then, but I'm not going to know, uh, I'm going to know more when I get there because I'm going to have the mind of Christ. And what a joy that's going to be. Paul, after being in the ministry for some 35 years, uh, revealing mysteries, uh, that had been hidden through the ages. And then him writing over half or two-thirds of the New Testament. And Paul said in Philippians chapter number 3, verses 12 through 14, Not as though I had already attained or arrived, either were already perfect, but I follow after if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Verse 13. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. Paul is saying here, I've not arrived yet. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth under those scenes which are before, uh, I press. I press toward the mark uh, of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Do you know what that means? Do you know what it means to press toward the mark? Uh, have you ever seen a, a marathon runner or somebody that's running in a race and and they're out there and they're jumping the hurdles and, and, and they get to the finish line. And uh, what do they do? Many times uh, they stretch themselves out. They put their chest out there and uh, they break that line uh, or they break that ribbon maybe a split second before the guy beside him does. Uh, so he's pressing toward that mark. He's stretching his neck uh, in order that he might... Uh, Come to that place that is pleasing unto the Lord Jesus Christ. Second uh, Peter chapter number one. Peter's going to talk to us about Christian maturity. Uh, in verse five, he says, uh, first, Second Peter chapter one, verse five. And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge. Add to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, uh, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness 
love or charity. Kind of like climbing up a step ladder somewhat. I can't do that much no more. I get up a couple of feet and I'm ready to come back down. I used to, I used to, it didn't bother me. I, for, for, for a long time, I'd climb pine trees and gather the pine cones out of the top of a pine tree. Just hang around up there like a, like a monkey jumping through the trees. <clears throat> but I, I, I like that passage of Scripture where he says, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the earth. So I like it down here on this level. But he says the top is love. You can't get any higher than that to love. So why does God love me? Love's the greatest evidence that we belong to God. Remember what Jesus said unto his disciples? He says, the world does know that you belong to me if you have love one toward another. So, we need to know something about love. We know the Bible is true. The song you sung, you believe in the resurrection, you believe in these things. And so, the Bible is true. Salvation by grace through faith is real. There's power in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, to which I'm, I'm grateful. So we need to know something about this. Why does God love me? 1 John chapter number 4 gives us something that's related to love. There's the reason of God's love. Why does God love me? Does He love me because... Of who I am? Does He love me because I read the Word of God? Does He love me because I try to proclaim the words of truth to a lost and dying world? Have you, asked, have you ever asked yourself, why does God love me? Why, what does God see in me? What did I do for God, for God to love me? 1 John chapter number 4, verse number 8. He that loveth not God. For God is love. Now hold on to that. So what did God see in me that caused Him to love me? Did He, did he love me because I'm a certain statue in height? Did he, does He only love five foot seven inch people? What about people that's tall? What does God see in me? Nothing. Nothing. What does God see in me that deserves God's love? Nothing. Because He is love. His love is not given to me on the basis of who I am or who we are. God loves us on the promise of who He is, because God is love. The pew you're sitting on there, what's it, what's it made of? Well, it looks like it's got a little wood in it. It's got some upholstery material there. 
Got some foam under there. That's where you can sit for at least 30 minutes through a church service. You remember the old pews that didn't have padding? Usually homemade. I was over at Bullhead at a funeral many years ago. And I, they've got one of those in the back of the church. An old homemade pew. And I went over and I said, I haven't sat on one of these in 50 years, I guess. And I plopped myself down on it. For this big, huge guy who came in, somewhere around 350 or better. And he says, preacher, I hadn't sat on one either. And he sat down and that pew was AT&T. It reached up and touched me. <laughs> and I had evidence of that on my backside for some time. But that pew you're sitting on is the essence of everything that it's made up of. Now don't, don't leave me here. That pew is made up of everything, the essence of what it is. So what's the essence of God? Love. Love. He loves us not because of who we are, but He loves us because of who He is. If you ladies go home tonight or this evening sometime, if you trust yourself, if you were to ask your husband, why did you love me? Did, did, did you love me for something? What did you see in me? Did you, did you love me because of my eyes? Did you love me because of my hair? Did you love me because of... Uh, my figure, my beauty, my sense of humor. Why did you fall in love with me? And the old boy kind of cocked his head and says, nothing. You didn't see anything in me? <clears throat> no, because what we saw in you in the beginning is no longer there. The hair that maybe was a brunette now is white. Unless you have a hairdresser that can change it. The figure that you once had no longer is there. Not getting much response there. I love my wife just as much as the day I first met her. She don't have the hair she once had. She don't have the figure she once had. But I still love her. Did y'all ever do this when you was younger? You ever pick a daisy and say, she loves me, she loves me not. 
Y'all done that? How many's ever done that? She loves me. She loves me not. She loves me. And she always loved me because sometimes I had to pull two of them at the same time. <laughs> but when you get that daisy about God, He loves me. 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 <clears throat> There's an old song. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to Him belong. They are weak, but Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. We'll meet next week and record that. <clears throat> Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. <clears throat> but look in John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. Here love takes on a new level. Notice what it says. The old commandment was to love God and then love your neighbor. A new commandment I give unto you. That you love one another as I have loved you. That you love one another. By this kind of love, all men know you are my disciples if you have love one toward another. Now it's difficult to love our neighbor. <clears throat> if I love my neighbor like I love myself... There's going to be days I wouldn't love my neighbor very much. I'm just going to be honest with you. There's days I don't love me. There's days that I have a difficulty getting along with me. Am I speaking to you too? <clears throat> but... I hate being me sometimes. Wish I could be like somebody else. But if I love you like He loves me, He loves me when I don't love myself. His love is not based upon whether I pray all time or I preach all time and what I do or I don't do. His love is based on who He is Rather than who I am. He loves me when I'm up. He loves me when I'm down. He loves me when I'm right. He loves me when I'm wrong. He loves me when I'm happy. He loves me when I'm unhappy. When does He love you?
He loves me with an unconditional love. And men, that's what you need to do to your wife and wife to your husband. The Bible tells us, men, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. That's the kind of love, young men, that when she's talking to some other fella, it agitates you. Right? You young girls, you, you got a boyfriend that's talking to somebody else? Does that agitate you? <clears throat> so God tells us to love him. <clears throat> I'm glad he loves us that way. There's the revelation of his love in 1 John 4 and 10. Hearing his love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Do you know what the word propitiation means? It means mercy seat. It's the same Old Testament word atonement. Or it's the same word which simply means to cover over. It's the same word that when the high priest went into the Holy of Holies once a year, and he took blood in a basin, and he took hyssop and a, a, a little branch-like thing, and he sprinkled that blood upon the mercy seat, and simply said that their sins were covered for another year. I'm glad that my sins are not covered for just a year at the time, but I'm glad that my sins are covered forever. They're cast into the depths of the sea, and, and He's cast them far away from us, and He remembers our sins no more. Aren't you glad you don't have to get saved every Sunday? Aren't you glad you don't have to come and ask Jesus to come into your life every time you come together? I'm glad that God has sealed us under the day of redemption. I'm glad that He knows our sin no more. And I'm glad over there where He cast it into the depths of the sea, He put up a no fishing sign. Because there's a lot of people remembers me what I used to be. But thank God I'm not what I used to be. But thank God I'm not what I'm going to be. Amen. Atonement, cover over. His love is to whosoever will. Are you guilty of looking for love on all the wrong places? Somebody come out with that song long ago, did they not? Does God love me because of my health? No. Just about every day I ask God to help me. He's not done so. This I have in my lungs may take me to glory one morning. If it does, and you walk by my casket, don't say he looks good. Because that's not me. That's the house that I lived in forever how many years he lets me live. I don't know, the Bible doesn't say so, but God tells me that I'm absent from this body. We used that in Sunday school this morning. Absent from this body, present with the Lord, 
What goes to be with the Lord? Soul and spirit. Soul. Can soul and spirit be seen? I think it can. I think it can. Does God love me because of prosperity? No. That's for sure. Don't look to family. Don't look to prosperity. But look to Calvary. Look to Calvary. The reaction to God's love in 1 John 4, 19 and 20. Try to bring it to a close. We love Him. Why? Because He first loved us. If a person say, I love God, and hates his brother, he's a liar. So if you say you love me and don't love me, the Word of God says you're a liar. I didn't say that. The Word of God said that. For he that loves not his brothers whom he hath seen, how can you love God whom you have not seen? Our dedication to God is because of our relationship that we have to God the Father. And I'll say this in close. If I say I love you, it's simply because of what God did in me many years ago. I'm like old Bill Stafford. If God had not done for me what He did for me, I could care less about you. Would you pray with me? Father, thank You for meeting with us this morning. Thank You, God, that I've, I've got a long way to go with some of these things that I've mentioned. Help me to be the man You want me to be. Help me to be the preacher that you want me to be. Help me to treat my wife and family and my neighbor the way that you treat me. And I pray that you will meet the needs of everyone that's here this morning. Whatever that need may be. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's stand. Hey guys, Pastor Scotty Gerard here, and I just wanted to say thank you for joining us today. We really hope that this has been a resource that's helped you grow in your purpose for God, but also grow in His glory. We also want to extend an invitation to you to join us here in person at Harmony Grove. We are located at 1008 Town Creek School Road in Blairsville, Georgia. We would love for you to come be a part of our service, to be a part of our small groups. If you have children, we have children's classes on Wednesday night and on Sunday morning. And all this information can be found on our website. We'd also like to continue help you in your growth with Christ. 
If you have a question, maybe a prayer request, or just need to talk to somebody, you can contact us in the emails below in the description, or you can also contact us through our app and through our website, which are also found in the description below. Again, we hope this has been a blessing to you because we know that you joining us today has been a great blessing to us. Thank you so much. God bless.